Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning. We bless you. Father, we ask that you would speak a rhema word to your people this morning, that we will not leave here the same way we came in Jesus' name. As we enjoy the wonderful time of worship, as we have lifted up your name in song, Holy Spirit. Oh God, as we have shouted hallelujahs and glory to your name, Father God, we want to just take this time to give you. We have set the atmosphere in our worship. So now, Holy Spirit, come and impregnate us with your word. Give us what we need to hear this morning. A ram of words. Speak to our situation. Speak to our circumstance. Let us not leave here the same way we came. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 2 Samuel 23. And this should be a familiar portion of Scripture because I preached from this Scripture a number of weeks ago. And we're talking about Beniah. 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 The Bible says, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was a violent fighter from Kazil, who performed great exploits. He struck down two of Moab's best men. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He struck down a huge Egyptian. Although the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian hand and killed him with his own spear. His own spear. The part I want to focus on this morning is he went down into the pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. Now, we spoke about this, like I said, a few weeks ago, but there's a portion of, I think, skill that we have grasped from this scripture that I believe will be encouraging to us today to take heed to. For a moment, I just want to share with you the seven skills of a lion chaser. The seven skills of a lion chaser. There's a now infamous book that's been written by a pastor by the name of Mark Batterson. He is the pastor of the National um, Church a beautiful church in Washington, D.C. that started out in a movie theater. Now they're multi, they have a multi-site church. They're all, all different parts of Maryland, the Washington, Washington, D.C. area. And he did a series about being in the pit with a lion on a snowy day. And so this book has become a very famous book, and it's been a book of, of many study groups and small groups. And so there are different things that are brought out through this book that I believe that we can be encouraged today and we can glean from. He gives seven skills that you need to become a lion chaser. Now, like I said, most people, if you see a lion, especially I have some, some, some people here from Africa, from lion country, woo woo, okay, from, from, from Simba land, right? <laughs> you know, if you would see a lion, I think you would run for your life. If a lion walked through this door right now and just went roar, half of y'all be fighting to get out the door. You be knocking people down. You be doing football tackles just to get poor Barbara, knock her over. Move, lady, I'm trying to get out of here. 
trying to get out of this church if he's so alliant. No one in their right mind would dare run towards alliant. And not just towards it, but in a pit on a snowy day after a line. That means that this gentleman, this brother, Benaniah, was a mighty warrior. He was fearless. He did not allow his circumstances, he did not allow what he saw around him stop him from doing what he was called to do. Many of us, we are moved by the elements around us. It's too cold, we don't go out. It's too hot, we don't go out. If everything is not right, we don't do this, we don't do that. But we have to be in a place where we're not moved by the elements. Going back to Africa, I, I, I love when, I, I love to hear stories of those who come from the continent of Africa because in Africa you see a faith in the people like, like, like never seen anywhere else. These people travel miles just to get to church, barefooted. They travel days and hours just to get to church and days and hours just to get back home from church. When they come to church, they don't look at the clock and monitor the time and say, oh, it's 1.15, we got to get ready to get out of here because, you know, I got to get on my trail and get back home. Sometimes their church services last for hours and hours and hours. And let the Nigerians say Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's for you, Pastor Isidore. God bless you. Okay. I adore you, Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Okay. So we have church. So they have church for hours, but they have a faith like I've never seen. They're not moved by the elements. It doesn't stop them from focusing on their purpose. But Aniah was a person, was a man, was a mighty warrior, part of, of, of David's royal army. He was a general. This was a, a mighty, valiant warrior. He was truly a man of valor. He was a lion chaser. He didn't care what was around. He was bold. He was fearless. Let's talk about the seven skills that we need to become effective lion chasers today. Number one, believe God can help you to defy the odds. Believe God can help you to defy the odds. Some of you are going through a situation right now and all odds are against you. In your heart, you see one thing. In your bank account, you see another thing. <laughs> in your word of God, you see one thing. In your body, in your health, you see another thing. Look at someone else's marriage, and you see one thing. Look at your own marriage, and you see another thing. The odds are stacked against you. But you have to be encouraged this morning to know that if you're going to be a lion chaser, that you have to believe God. One of the things, that the greatest thing that the devil comes to do is to bring fear and to bring doubt. Many times when Jesus had encounters with people, if you look through the Gospels, most of the times he said, your faith has saved you. Your faith 
has healed thee. He said, when the Son of Man returns, will I find faith on the earth. If the devil can steal your faith, then he can steal your relationship with God. And many times we are overcome by the odds and our faith begins to diminish so small and that we just feel so discouraged and we feel like God ain't going to never do it. Do you really trust God this morning? Dollar Bill said, in God we trust. Do we really trust God this morning? Do you believe God can help you with what you're facing? We have to believe God. We have to defy the odds. With my wife yesterday, I was cleaning up my bookshelf. You know, sometimes you have to go on your bookshelf. The bookshelf becomes a little disorderly, especially when you preach it week after week. You've got to study. Some of your college students know you got your textbooks all on the bed and on the side and everything. So I was sitting up, and I actually found some journal of mine before I even got married. I said, honey, look at this. And I, I, I was laughing because in my journal there were notes that me and my wife, well, my fiance at the time, we would write to each other in church. So we'd sit next to each other because I couldn't talk to her. I'd write her a little note and pass the Bible, pass my journal over to her. And she wrote a little note and sent it back to me. And we would just, you know, write back and forth, you know. To, to, y'all know, y'all should probably doing it now. Come on. I see y'all passing them programs around. Don't act like y'all don't know. I see y'all. <laughs> and we were just writing, and we were facing some challenges. You know, because there were people who said, oh, they said, I don't see God. I don't see God prospering that. I mean, we've, I've, I've been had people who quote, unquote, prophesy. God not supposed to be. Yeah, stuff like that. And I had to fight against all that. We had to fight against all that. I said, Lord, we need money for a wedding. I said, how are we going to pay for it? And just so many odds we came against. But we had faith. We held on to each other. We held on to God. And I look at us now. I said, God has blessed us. Next year, by God's grace, we've been married for 10 years. And that's the grace of God. They said we wouldn't make it the first six months, let alone 90 days. Hope that encouraged some marriages in the house this morning. Against all odds. Hitherto has the Lord been good to me. Come on. He can help you. I don't care what you Now, we've been through some roller coasters now. I ain't going to act like it's been cherry pile all the way here. But he's been faithful. I, 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 I'm not going to follow the lie that I hear out there that said only 50% of marriages only work. I'm sorry, especially in the church. No, we, we, we're, we're going to be the example. We're going to be the difference. We're going to be the exception. We're going to defy the odds. A lying chaser defies the odds. Where all odds are against you, a lying chaser defies the odds. Got married, didn't have jobs, then got a job, praise the Lord. My wife was working in New York City as, a, as, as an elementary school teacher for a charter school in Harlem. I, I'll, I'll keep them nameless. Amen. Praise the Lord. The God still provides. Hallelujah. And so, 
Principal left. A new principal came in. New principal came in on the first on the first week of the school year. Called my wife into called my wife into office and said, "You know what? We no longer need you. I'm sorry. The classroom didn't do well. You know, last semester we didn't meet the needs. Mind you, my wife came in in February, so it was only like four months left. All the damage had already been done. So we don't need you. So I'm sorry, it's not going to work. You know, we'll write your recommendation like you did well here, but we don't feel like we need you. You know, go somewhere else. So my wife said, okay. She called me on the phone. She said, honey, you're not going to believe this. I said, well, she said, I got to let go. I said, you got what? I said, you got to let go. I said, what you mean? I said, honey, we just prayed for a job. We just came out of the storm. What do you mean? Come on, we just, we never been married one year yet. What do you mean? So she, so she said, she said, we just got to believe God. I said, okay. I said, how, how are you going to find a job that quick, honey? She said, what are we going to do? She said, we're going to trust God. Came home that day. You might call me crazy spiritual, crazy whatever. This is what we did. See, sometimes you got to do things to activate your faith. Sometimes you need something physical, something you can see to activate your faith. So what I did was like we got our wallets. We put them in a cell on the floor, right? I said, okay, Lord. I said, you've been our provider. Got that notes and all. Made a circle around that wallet. So I just, this is what I did. That might sound crazy to y'all. This is what I did. I is. This is how I get my results. You might do whatever you need to do. This is what I did. I got some oil. I put a circle on that oil. And I said, and I got, and I went to Joshua. And it said that they marched around the wall of Jericho seven times. And the walls came tumbling down. I said, honey, get them flags out right now. And so we got that flags. And I had a flag, she had a flag, and we put some praise music on, and we just began to march around those wallets, around that all seven times. Three days from later, my wife had a full-time job. Against all odds. Against all odds. God will do it. God will do it. You have to believe God this morning. Don't give up on God this morning. You might be facing some, I'm facing, we're facing some new trials now on a, whole, on a whole different level. I said, but God, I ain't giving up on you. Who's in a car accident this week? I said, God, you know what? It's all yours anyway, Jesus. I, look, you got to wear these things loosely. Don't get locked up in material stuff. For the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, it's all his anyhow. Believe that God can help you to defy the odds. Number two, I'm going quickly. Face your fears or they will hold you back forever. Face your fears or they will hold you back forever. If you don't deal with your fears now, it will conquer you for the rest of your life. And you will say, I shoulda, I coulda, I woulda, but. You have to face your fears. But now you face several things that will cause many to pause with fear. Come on, he, he, he performed great exploits. He struck down two of Moab's best men. Come on, someone will be fearful to do something like that. He went in a pit on a snowy day. Come on, it's ice outside. He could have slipped and broke a foot. The lion would just devour him up. This is some crazy radical things that we would think someone was out of their mind. He struck down a huge Egyptian. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, and Benaniah had a club. 
He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Face your fears, or they will forever hold you back. What's holding you back this morning? What have you been afraid to do? What have you been afraid to do? I got my list. I don't know what I'm dealing with. What are you dealing with? What what, What are you not facing this morning? What have you given up on? Face your fears. The heart of a lion chases one who faced his or her fears. Number two. Number three. Overcome adversity. Overcome. A, a lion chaser knows how to overcome adversity. Refrain your problems through scripture reading, prayer, and worship. That's why we took a little extra time and worship this morning, because I'm learning the way we do with our problems is not about talking about our problems. Because you talk about your problems so much, man. It just makes you sick and depressed. And you realize one problem links up to another issue. It's like a deck of cards just falling down, and you just paying yourself a big, sorrowful situation. That last week turned your woe into worship. Turn your woes into worship. Sister April says, sow in your sorrow. Come on. Come on. Turn your woes into worship. Overcome adversity through reading the word of God, through prayer, through worship. Sometimes you just got to worship that stuff away. Because when that stuff begins to weigh on your mind, like it did when we was looking for jobs, I'm like, God, how are you going to do this? And I just feel depressed. And I just Stop focusing on you for a minute. But, but, but Lord, the, the PSENG is not going to be like, okay, you're praying for God, so we'll leave the lights for another week, God. Um, my stomach, we got to eat, okay? So what do you mean I got to look at you for just Trust me, stop fretting. The, thing of, the, the, the truth about it, you can't do nothing about it anyhow. If you could do something about it, you wouldn't be in the problem. Overcome adversity. Many times problems define our lives. You need to allow God's word to define your life. What does God say about the What does God say about the situation? Find out what is God saying to you and reframe your life through God's word, through prayer, through worship. Moving on. Number four, embrace uncertainty. See, when you walk with God, there's going to be times where things are uncertain. There's going to be times where you have to make decisions. There are forks in the road of life. <laughs> Some of you single will be, who are you married? Is this person compatible? Is this person suitable for me? Does this person match my destiny? Because you don't just marry someone because they look good. That's my boo. He look good. I like him. He got chinky eyes. He got pigeon toes. I like him. Ooh, that's my boo. You don't marry people because of that. Now, that, that plays a part now because you won't marry no dog either, no Ugmug. Come on. Praise the Lord. Like I tell some of the ladies, if the barn door needs painting, paint the barn door. Praise the Lord. 
Now, Rona asked of enhancement. Amen. So there is a visualization. Amen. But that's not the full package. Amen. Does this person match your destiny? The pastor and Vernon and I were first going out back in 1997. And I remember one of the elders from my church sat us down. Hey, Reverend Wendy, how are you? She sat us down. And we sat down. And she said, tell me about your feet. At that time, my wife was in college preparing to become a physical therapist. And I said, well, I see myself on the mission field. So I see myself traveling and going different places. So she said, well, how does this work for a marriage then? Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> and I said, I, I don't know. I guess we got to pray about that. She said, if your destinies don't line up, then how can this really work? God, either God is going to begin to do some shifting, or either this is not what God has for Hard words. I was like, ouch. And after, I think after that time, we broke up. Maybe about, a, maybe, about a, maybe about a year later, we broke up. We separated. We were separated for about two and a half years. And during that time, God began to shift hearts. She changed her major and went to education. So she was becoming a teacher. God began to shift my major. He said, okay, you're not going to be traveling all around the mission field. You're going to be here. Okay. Got back together. A couple years later, like, wow, this thing fits like a glove, like a, like a puzzle piece. God had to be shifted. Sometimes you have to embrace uncertainty. And sometimes you have to let things go. I told him when we were gone, my wife said, I just need time apart. No brother wants to hear a girl say they need some time apart. Come on, brothers. I just need time to hear. I just need time apart. I just need to be. What's the quote, honey? I just need to be with Jesus alone. I said, you just so sad, don't you? Praise the Lord. I just need some time to heal, some time to just get my focus right. And I said, thank you, brothers. Thank you, brothers. And the brothers say amen. And so I told my wife, I got spiritual too. I got spiritual, but I got spiritual. So I said, I release you in the name of Jesus. I let you go. It's going to hurt me more than it hurts you, but I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you back to God. And I'm going to throw you like a boomerang. And if it's supposed to come back, it'll come back. And two and a half years later, it came back, and it's still here. You have to embrace uncertainty. You always know what the future looks like. You have to shift your perspective. So your problems become less significant and God's greatness becomes more evident. We have to shift our perspective. Get your eyes off of your battles, your enemies, your difficulties. Again, we sung this morning, how great is our God? How great is your God this morning? How great is he? If you're going to be that lion chaser, you have to know that your God is great. Sometimes we forget who we are. You are children of the Most High God. God's Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He says you are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. That means that you have an overcoming spirit. You have an unstoppable spirit. 
That means nothing's supposed to hold you down unless you allow it to. Embrace the certainty. I know Mr. Stephen would like number five. Take risks. A lion chaser takes risks. Tell your neighbor, it's a neighbor. You got to take a risk sometime. Oh, you didn't, you, you, that ain't believe you. Try somebody else. A neighbor, you got to take a risk sometime. That's right. You got to take a risk. Does this go against your character? Don't play it safe. Sometimes we love to play it safe, but sometimes God wants you to throw the chips on the table. You want to play the game, play it right. Put it, lay it all down. Be real with God. Say, God, this is it. Sometimes you got to lay it all down. Say, God, this is what we're working with. This is it right here. If you do your best, God will always find the way. You have to trust him. You have to trust him. Take risks. If you're going to achieve great things for God, you have to be willing to take risks. Are you a risk taker for God this morning? When I answered the call to go into ministry, it was a great risk. I put, we put a lot on the line. Like, God, I don't know man about this. I don't know what I'm doing. I know the first thing of being a pastor. But I, I hear you calling come. I hear you calling. I'm, I'm going to be obedient. I'm, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to take that risk. And God has blessed every step of the way. A lion chaser. A lion chaser. Number six, seize opportunities. Get in tune with God. Get in tune with God. I think about a musician. Some musicians don't know how to read music. They want to read the score. So what they do is they play by ear. You have to play life. The Bible says faith cometh by and hearing by the get in tune. So let this morning be getting in tune. Get in tune. Get in tune with God. Get in tune with the Holy Spirit so you can hear his voice and believe he is setting you up for success. God is not your enemy. He's not the one causing you to go through what you're going through. God wants to set you up for success. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of success. You want success? You got success already living inside of you. Success is not based upon what you do. You already are successful because you are a child of God. You cannot expect to do great things with God until you are in tune with the Holy Spirit. You need to know His voice. Do you know the voice of the Holy Spirit? Do you know when He's speaking to you? Not just when the pastor is speaking, you hear God talking to you. No. Do you know how to get in tune with Him? Do you know how to inquire of the Lord in his counsel? You're supposed to be hearing a fresh word from God every day. 
I'm just living off what you got on faith. What is God? You, are you hearing him? Is he speaking to you? But a lot of things that we're frustrated about, the problem that we have, is because we're not listening to God. And he's talking. He's talking. But are you in tune? If I would get a radio right here, transmitted radio, AM, FM radio, and I'll begin to adjust the dial and try to pick up reception, what, what is it picking up on? It's picking up the signals, the waves that are going through this room. And you can't hear it right now because you're not in, you're not in tune. You don't have that type of transmission. When you are a child of God, the Holy Spirit is always speaking. But you have to get in tune on the right channel so you can hear him. You might have heard him on that station yesterday, but he's speaking on a different station today. So you've got to get in tune with him so you can hear him. Seize opportunity. You won't seize the opportunity until you take opportunity to God. God is the one who gives you the opportunity. He's God's source. He gives you, gives you knowledge. He brings things back to your remembrance. Come on. He does it. Come on. And, 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 and sometimes we just say it's just foolish to say, you know, God will help you save your job. God will, God will give you strategy how to start a business. Come on. He'll show you how to find that helpmate. Come on. I was walking home, minding my business. I was looking at the flower shop. This is a week before I got back today with my wife. We were before we started courting. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, Oh, that's well. Get that far from I said, Mm-hmm. And I just kept on walking. God cares about everything. He cares about your love life. He cares about everything. He cares about what you wear. He cares about it. Where you live at? Who you marry, the job you have, the car you drive. He cares about all that stuff. He's into you like that. He cares about your career, your vocation. He cares about all these different things. So that we think, oh no, God, I don't care about that stuff. Yes, he does. I'm like, Lord, I need some clothes. I don't got no money. Can you hook me up? You daddy, I'm trusting you. Say, I have the cover Money come out of nowhere. I said, well, I'm going to shop and praise God. You got it. Thank you. Cares about every little thing. He cares Don't think that the situation you have or what you see is too menial that God Last but not least, now, how do people say, in closing, now, in closing, praise the Lord. Last but not least, sometimes you have to look foolish. Sometimes you have to look foolish. Ben and I was a little like a fool to those who are around him as he ran. Into that pit. After that lion on a snowy day. And the word of God to this man's head. And he would do something like that. And I saw at this church, one of my dear sisters, she said, 
Y lloras con tu hijo, tu hijo, tu No, I really don't want to do, but God is telling me I'm trying to be obedient. So, you, you want to know the truth? Because sometimes you don't want to look like a fool. Sometimes you don't want to stand out on your job as a sore thumb. Sometimes you don't want to stand up for righteousness, but well, I got to be the same one today. Everybody going out for drinks and having three or four beers, and I stopped at the first one, and you know what, no more? No, I'm all right. Oh, you just think you are. No, I just, I'm okay. I drive home, thank you. You will be in a place where you will look foolish. And we would look foolish. Don't, don't. See, Jesus was naked and not ashamed. The Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the power of God unto salvation. First to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. I am not ashamed. Are you ashamed of the gospel today? Are you ashamed to preach Christ today? When is the last time you led someone to Jesus? When is the last time you shared your faith? We talk about everything else. Did you see MTV, girl? I saw it. Did you see? And I was watching Desperate Housewives in New Jersey, Barolo. Oh, my God. We talk about everything else. Yo, bro, did you get the game? Yo, the Celtics was going like crazy. Yo, they fire. Yo. We talk about everything else. But come talk about Jesus and faith. We don't want to engage. I'm guilty too. I, I, I'm not saying anything that I ain't dealing with. I'm saying it. We're going on vacation this week at the shore. My wife, my wife is just a go getter. She just, like I said, she just go for the juggler. That's my wife. She's quick. She's like, I said, you swift girl. You be like, oh snap, I'm bleeding. When I get cut, like, just get you real quick. Like, oh man, you got me. We were talking, we talking with this individual, and I heard the conversation shifting. I said, I'm like, I'm on vacation. I don't want to be quote unquote pastoral right now. And inside, I'm starting to cringe. And I'm just like, no, you're not doing this right now. I just want to eat my dinner. Please, no, please, God. And I was like, okay, Arthur, okay. That's what I go through. I don't know if you go through that. That's what I go through. I cringe. So I'm just like, okay, she's going there. I'm like, and I think the person was, and the person was Jewish too. So I'm like, honey, they go like, I'm Jewish. I don't believe in Jesus like that. He ain't no Messiah to me. I'm like, so I'm like, okay, she's going, she's going for it. I gotta, go, I gotta go. I can't. Come on, we gotta do this. So we just started talking, and we just was able to drop a seed, plant a seed, you know. But we can't be a because it's going to come at an opportune time. Inopportune times. Times when you are on a rush to get somewhere. Let me tell you, one night I was coming home, and I saw some neighbors sitting outside, and 
we're talking, and I'm like, oh, I, I just had a sense. I'm like, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of them. Hi, good evening. It's, gonna, it's not gonna be one of those nights. We was outside for like a good hour, just chit chatting and talking. I'm just like, okay. But sometimes we so fast. Choose, choose, we go, 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 come go. We go to work, we come home. We go to the gym, we come home. We go food shopping, we come home. We go out with the friends, we come home. But there's no outreach anywhere. Because we're afraid to look for. We don't, want to, we don't want to be the holy roller, the saved one. Back in the day, we called it the Jesus freak. We don't want to be known as that. You know, I, I, remember, I remember when I, before I got saved, to be this old mother. She's like, here you go, baby. Jesus loves you. And sometimes we see her walking down the block, and we walk the other way. Like this chicken's coming, this chicken's coming. I ain't doing with that old church thing. She always want to pray. I don't want to deal with her. I'm just going to get out of here. No, 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 no. Yeah, how many chickens have I got to go? See, I got to go. And some of you are afraid you might become like Miss Jenkins. But I don't want Miss Jenkins. I don't want Miss Jenkins to see me. Always trying to stuff Jesus down my throat. But sometimes you will look foolish because that will be the very thing that would save your life and save somebody else's life. Don't be afraid to be the holy roller because when times are rough, they're going to come right to you. Don't be afraid to be the saved one in the group. Come on, don't be afraid to say, okay, that's enough for me. I'm done for the night. Don't be afraid. You wanna, sometimes you will have to look foolish I'm pretty sure Jesus looked foolish on the cross to some people and said, look at that fool. Talking about he's the Messiah. But he was on purpose. He knew what he was about. You have a purpose. You need to know what you're about. Your job, whatever you call it, is to be an influence on others, to bring them to Jesus Christ. You should not want the Lord to come until those around you are saved. Until your family members are saved. You still got an uncle out there, a sister out there. You said, Lord, please, please, Lord, just more time. I want you to make it into the fold. You mean, I can't wait till Jesus comes. These are the last days, girl. He can come any moment now. Do you really want him to come? Oh, my God, not yet. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I need sister to come. I need grandma to come. I need uncle to come. I need my friend to come. I need, this. I need my neighbor to come. You should be asking God for opportunities to share your faith. It's not just going out there just to shoot and just to give the word. No. He will give you divine where people's hearts are soft, where they're ready to receive. Not just to go and throw something down their throat. I didn't get saved that way. I got saved because someone befriended me, heard my story, heard their story, then I heard God's story. And that's what brought the difference in my life. Are we aligned to Believe that God can help you defy the odds. Face your fears. 
or they will hold you back forever. Overcome the adversity. Embrace uncertainty. Take risks. Seize opportunities. And at times, look foolish. But Anaya was a mighty man who performed great exploits for his God. Let's bow heads and pray. Father in heaven, we come before you. We thank you for this time. And God, we worship you for you're such a good God. You're such a good God. You want us to be more mature, God. You want, want us to trust you like we've never trusted you before. And so we're praying that you will help us today. Help us to do communication. If that message has challenged you before, I just want you to stand up. Where you are at your seat, I want to pray corporately this morning. Amen. God is looking for people who will do great exploits for his God. He's searching this morning. He's looking for you this morning. He's calling out for you this morning. He wants you to be a lion chaser. He wants you to be bold. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be fearless this morning. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Father, we bless you this morning. Make us lion chasers this morning. Make us lion chasers. Make us bold. Make us fearless this morning. Make us strong this morning, God. Father, we're praying, oh God, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, that you... Oh, God, would give us the boldness that we would, oh, God, defy the odds. Oh, God, that we would overcome the adversities, Father. Father, that we would be, oh, God, those people who are not afraid, who are not ashamed, that we would seize the opportunities this morning, God. That we would, oh, God, be even foolish at times, Father. Because, Father, we don't Because we know we're ashamed of you here. You would be ashamed of us up there. That's what your word says. So, Father, give us the strength this morning. God, we're going through rough times, tough times, but we're not in it alone. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Your word says you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Oh, God, we know that you are an ever-present help. So, Father, we ask that you will bless us with your spirit. Make us those lion chasers, excuse me, destined. Name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. You were given a program this morning. If you don't have one, you can raise your hand. And Usher will be most glad to give you one this morning. There's a connection card that we just put there out. Amen. This morning. And we want to pray for you. Our pastoral team, we pray every week for the needs of the people. And we want you to we, we want to pray for you this morning. Amen. We want to follow up with you. This is your first time here. This morning. Amen. If you are receiving Christ as your Savior this morning, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart the Lord Jesus, you will be saved this morning. If that's you, we want you to check off that red box, amen, on the back of the connection card. If you have a prayer request or comments or any concerns or anything, we want to be able to follow up with you at the gathering church, amen, this morning. If you want to find, more, find out more about serving here, Amen. You can check. Amen. That you're willing to help where needed. If you want to know about baptism. Amen. Or 
find out more about the ministry, our newcomers luncheon, you can check that off as well. We also have an intercessory prayer team. Amen. If you want information about that, you can check that box off. Also, if you are, if you have not registered for the barbecue, just write barbecue in the box under those boxes that we will register you for the barbecue. You can start leaving your um, the offering for the barbecue is to now to the person. But God has called us to be lion chasers, gatherers. He's called us to be bold. If the Gavin Church is that place of grace, where people far from God experience life in Christ, we have to be lion chasers. We have to be bold. We have to be bold. The Bible says that God said to Joshua, be bold, be strong, be courageous. God is calling us to be courageous in this world. We're not moved by what we see, but we're moved by what we see. Father, bless this offering that we're about to receive. Bless these cards, oh God, the needs of your people this morning. We're to see this evening everything that's said and done, Father. We thank you for the lives being changed all that can happen. Jesus' name we pray. I want to have our worship team come up. Amen. And get ready to receive our afternoon offering. Just drop the connection card inside of the offering basket as, as it's being passed. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, the words are still not working, so it's going to sing. Hopefully you guys know this song. I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. I am yours. I am yours. Sing it again.
was running, but you found me. I was blind, gave me time. You put a song of praise in me. Oh, oh I was broken. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this time that we've spent in your presence, Lord. And though we may depart from each other, Lord God, we don't depart from you. So, Lord, we pray that even as we will go throughout this week, that we'll stay connected and tune in to whatever channel you're on, Lord Jesus, spiritually, so that we, Lord God, can continue to go out and make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Lord God. Help us today, Lord God, and throughout the week to face our fears in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you. Amen. You are dismissed.